Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Welcome to Political Beatdown. I'm Ben Micellis, joined by the one and only Michael Cohen. Cohen, we've got a lot to discuss. Why don't we start in New York? We can work our way over to what just happened in Fulton County, Georgia. But let's go to the Big Apple, some major developments there. Donald Trump posting, rather filing, a notice of appeal not hosting a bond in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. And so we heard Alina Habba saying that Donald Trump was going to be able to post this bond, which is now in excess of $464 million when you add pre-judgment and post-judgment interest. Trump filed the notice of appeal, but no supersedious bond, which means the interest of approximately $111,000 each day continues to accumulate. And within 30 days from the date judgment was entered, um, you're going to have New York Attorney General Letitia James be able to enforce that judgment, seize Trump property, seize Trump assets. Cohen, you called it that at least as of now, he doesn't have the money to post that bond because otherwise you post the supersedious bond with the notice of appeal. You don't let interest accrue. Yeah, see, what happened is... There I was, you know, sitting in Florida, and all of a sudden I'm getting a whole slew of phone calls from various different members of the press. Not the political beatdown Midas Touch Network folks, right? The ones who actually read this shit before you go and you make a statement. And they were like, well, we understand that Donald Trump just posted uh, the, what do you call it, the appeal. So what, you know, do, do you have a comment? So I'm like, well, you know, there's a difference between filing your notice of appeal, which he has the right to do, but unless you post it with a bond, the interest doesn't stop accruing. I was under the impression it was eighty-seven thousand five hundred a day. Uh, I'm not really sure where the additional thirty thousand, you know, is coming from, Ben. But uh, either way, it's a ton of money each and every day. And Donald did not. Let me be clear about that. He did not post a bond in order to file the actual appeal. All he did is file his notice of appeal. Very important distinction. Yeah. And so he could technically file the appeal. So first there's the notice. It's not actually the appeal document. It's a one-page document. So Trump one-page document says, I'm going to appeal. Usually with the notice, in almost all circumstances, you also post the supersedious bond the same way Donald Trump did in the first E. Jean Carroll case with the $5 million verdict back in May of 2023, because the appeal itself, when that gets filed, could essentially become moot if the judgment is already enforced. So if you're going to file a notice of appeal, of course you're going to want to correspondingly file the supersedious bond to stop the enforcement of judgment because appeals take a pretty long time, years sometimes. So by the time you go through two years, let's just say Trump ends up winning on appeal or there's a reduction 
too late. The judgment has already been enforced on. That's why there's a mechanism to stay enforcement of the judgment. If you post the supersedious bond, right. that's ultimately equal to the judgment. And Trump did not do that. And almost all times it's done concurrently, just like he did in the E. Jean Carroll. So the only like there's no reason that you would just do that, like just because like there's no strategic advantage. In fact, every aspect of it is the worst thing you could possibly do because the interest continues to accrue. So the only reason that that happens logically is if you can't post the bond. And Alina Habba said that when the notice of appeal was going to be filed, they would post the supersedious bond. They did not. So now the clock is ticking. By the way, there's a great website, Trump Debt Counter. Dot com with all Midas Touch links in there as well. That's tracking every second that debt accumulate. And this could hit $500, $600 million um, when all is said and done. But this is a very big deal. It's not being talked about a lot, but, but there's going to come a moment, right, where New York Attorney General Letitia James is going to enforce this judgment. And what do you think, Cohen? Is Donald Trump trying to set this showdown so when she seizes his properties, he whines and plays the victim? Why would that be any different than every other instance that we have seen so far since he's lost um, in 2020? He is always the victim. He's the victim of not just, you know, uh, obviously this in his opinion, corrupt Biden administration or the Democratic Party or, you know, corrupt prosecutors in four different locations. He's always the victim, plain and simple. So, he, of course, he's going to complain that Tish James is going after him in order to create some sort of election interference uh, obviously, Alvin Bragg is doing the same as is Jack Smith in two separate occasions. Then, of course, something we're going to have to talk about uh, during this episode, Ben, you know, Fonnie Willis and the, you know, Fulton County, Georgia case. Everybody is coming after Donald because Donald is always the victim. He is the innocent person who is leading the you know, Republican Party, that he's beating Joe Biden by double digits and so on and so forth. You know, of course, that's all he knows he's going to lose. So what does he do? You play the victim and you complain election interference. We welcome all of our viewers who are watching the live stream of those hearings in Fulton County Superior Court. It was day three of this attempt by Michael Roman, Donald Trump's co-defendant, along with Trump and other co-defendants, to try to disqualify Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis. Today, we saw hours of testimony from somebody by the name of Terrence Bradley, who was the law partner of Nathan Wade, um, who it is alleged had this romantic relationship. Um, and Fulton County District Attorney Fawny Willis and Nathan Wade say that relationship started in 2022. Trump's lawyers are arguing that it started in 2019. I don't know why this hearing became about when was the first time that Fawny Willis and Nathan Wade had sex that has nothing to do with the underlying issue 
about whether or not there is a conflict of interest. But today's witness was Terrence Bradley, who was the law partner with Nathan Wade. And Terrence Bradley said it would all be speculation on his part when the relationship began. He had no personal knowledge of when the relationship began. He said there was one conversation that he had with Nathan Wade where Nathan Wade confirmed the existence of the relationship, but Terrence Bradley did not know when that conversation took place and cannot say it was 2019, 2020, or 2021, or before Nathan Wade got a contract to be a special counsel with the Fulton County's office. So Cohen, I don't know why the hearing just doesn't end there. If you don't have personal knowledge, if it's all speculation, I was very disappointed that Judge McAfee then just allowed this thing, but this is what he's been doing for three, four more hours, getting into things where there's no foundation. And you had this Michael Roman, one of the co-defendants, his lawyer, Ashley Merchant, was asking these horribly worded questions to Terrence Bradley, like, so when I spoke to you, why did you tell me this? Why did you say yeah, that? And Terrence and Bradley's like, like, listen, you got to set a predicate before, you know, you, you ask questions like that. You know, you have to make a foundation for where the questions are coming from. She, of course, did not. And I'll tell you, the guy that uh, came after her, Sassau or something uh, to, to that, I forget his name, Sa Sassau, um, he was equally shitty in terms of the questions that he was asking. Look, I think this entire hearing could have been over in 30, 40 minutes, and I would leave it up to the judge to make a determination. Personally. I don't think that the judge is going to rule that either of them should be disqualified uh, as being, yeah, Sadow, or yeah, Sad Cow is more like it. So I'm not so sure uh, that he's going to rule that, you know, either of them have to be recused from it. However, now I'll throw my personal opinion in, and I generally try not to do that. Um, I think both of them should go for the sake of the case. This is not about Bonnie Willis. This certainly is not about, um, you know, Nathan Wade. This is about Donald Trump being held accountable along with a whole bunch of other people in attempting to overturn a free and fair election, plain and simple. And it should not be about Terrence Bradley. It should not be about Nathan Wade. It should not be about Fonnie Willis. Let Fonnie Willis turn it over. Let her recuse herself and turn it over to whoever the assistant district attorney is. There are plenty of prosecutors that can get up to speed relatively quickly on this case, right? And then just move forward, move forward, because the longer this bullshit goes on, the less likely that this case is going to be tried somewhere prior to a date that many would turn around and say does constitute election interference. And I think McAfee is, you know, should rule immediately. I thought he should have ruled from the bench in terms of what he, you know, what he feels uh, instead of, you know, going to write an opinion on it. Who knows how long that's going to take? Because every single day that goes that goes on is another day that gives Donald Trump a leg up in terms of not having Fonnie will uh, not having this case uh, go to trial 
before you know the November election. And I'm well, more look, concerned about I'm more concerned about America than I am about each and every one of them, you know, getting their own personal accolades. Well, certainly me too. Judge Scott McAfee set a hearing for uh, March 1st, which will be here live on the Midas Touch Network, where there will be kind of closing arguments between the co-defendants and the prosecution. The issue with recusal or self-recusal gets a little more complicated because Fonnie Willis is the district attorney. A recusal could potentially have the effect of an office-wide recusal. Her power emanates from the people. So it's maybe not as easy as just substituting another district attorney in her place without disqualifying the entire office. You know, and ultimately my view about it is, is that potentially, potentially there's some HR issue here of consenting adults who work together in a prosecutorial capacity, having a relationship potentially an HR issue. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, with Donald Trump, you have an adjudicated rapist. So let's be very clear. Correct. In Rudy Agreed. Giuliani, you have somebody, you know, who's out there, you know, talking about, you know, Borat's 14-year-old fake daughter, you know, in the movie. So let's talk about the type of people that we're dealing with that have real issues, not two consenting adults, highly qualified professionals and probing into their life. I think Judge Scott McAfee, frankly, who I had respected, has done a horrible job gatekeeping. I think if you did not have a powerful black female district attorney, these types of issues would never be probed the way they are being here. It does create a distraction, so we should acknowledge that. But that's my view of that. Uh, look, look, and everybody and everybody's entitled to their own view on it. And I'm not saying that I think Fonnie Willis, you know, should or should not. I'm saying for the sake of the case, in order to move this case forward, in order for Donald Trump to be held accountable for what we all know he's done, for what we've heard in terms of recordings and actions and corroborating testimonies and documents, we need him to be held accountable before November. And what this has done is it muddied the water to the point that he is now able to use it, which we knew he was going to. So when people, you know, including some of our brigaders, they say, no, I don't agree with you, Michael, you know, th that that's okay. You don't have to agree with me on everything that I say. I'm just of the mindset that this is not a Fannie Willis case. She deserves the accolades for bringing this case. But ultimately, what is the goal? For him to be tried and for a decision to be had on his accountability for what was done there uh, in Georgia in order to overturn a free and fair election. And while I appreciate everything that funny, and I agree that they should have the right to have whatever relationship that they had, it is bad. It's it it looks bad. Whether it is or it's not, you know, doesn't make a difference. It looks bad, and it gave Trump an opportunity to figure out how to delay this case. When what we all want is we want these cases to move forward so that the American people know exactly who it is that they're voting for come November. When you just analyze what this is even about, I mean, the fact that you have a group of defendants 
basically saying the conflict of interest is that we don't have the best prosecutors going after us. We we want more experienced prosecutors who can go after us. I mean, when you actually analyze what it is they're trying to say, why would a relationship between two consenting adults have any aspect on an underlying prosecution? And it, it doesn't. Is a it doesn't. The whole point is it looks bad. It just looks bad. That's the that's the whole point. And here's my thought, though. If Judge Scott McAfee set a trial date, though, which he has not done, you don't get these games. I mean, take a look, for example, of Justice Juan Mershon in the Manhattan District Attorney criminal case. He set a trial date. He was firm about the trial date. Donald Trump, they tried the same types of theatrics there, Cohen. They're doing the same thing here in their motions that they just filed. They're attacking you in the recent motion. They're attacking Stormy Daniels. They're attacking all of these people, all of these things. They're trying to create artificial issues in the Manhattan District Attorney case that's set for trial March 25th. But to me, you have an experienced judge in Justice Juan Mershon who understands that that's the tactics of desperate people. And you don't have to just buy into all the delay tactics when they try to derail these proceedings. Right. And, look, and my only point is, why give him an opportunity to create that delay tactic. Imagine if hypothetically there was never this relationship. And I'm with so many of our brigaders in the comments. I don't give a shit who sleeps with who. I really, I really don't. As Ben said, they're two consenting adults. But what that what this did, and again, being that it was, you know, it was kept on the down low, it's just not, it's not appropriate under the circumstances. And all it did is it gave Trump an opportunity to create a delay tactic. Plain and simple. That's it. Let's talk about Manhattan District Attorney uh, criminal case. You're, you're a witness in that case. So I know there's certain things you can and can't share, but we appreciate those boundaries, but as much as you can would be great here. Donald Trump filed a motion in limine to exclude you as a witness. So I just want to kind of get this right here. So Donald Trump had previously filed a $500 million, whatever it is, lawsuit against you in Florida. You were a defendant. You asked for Donald Trump's deposition. He'd refused to show up and then dismiss the case. And then here, you really don't have a choice. He probably would prefer not to have to testify than to have to testify in a criminal case. I'm subpoenaed. Yeah, you're being subpoenaed. If if I was not subpoenaed, I would not have walked in and I would not have been a I would not have been a witness. So you're being subpoenaed to show up and Donald Trump has filed a motion to exclude your testimony and to have you, you know, not even show up and not even testify. That's what so, he's So yesterday, he's Ben, I was I was in Florida. I had gone for uh, the weekend a friend of mine's daughter had just gotten married um, in Florida, in South Beach, uh, Miami Beach area. And um, I'm sitting with my in-laws having lunch. My wife, my in-laws, we're sitting, we're having lunch. And all of a sudden, I get a phone call from a major um, reporter with a major, major newspaper. And he turns around and he says to me, Michael, you're not going to believe this shit. I said, oh, God, now what? So he goes, Trump's... Crackerjack legal team 
Susan Netschlees and um, Todd Blanche, they just filed a motion in limine to prevent not just you from testifying, but I also understand uh, to prevent, I think, either Stormy Daniels and also Karen McDougal. She's them, yep. the Playboy All of us from being able to testify on behalf of the prosecution uh, at this upcoming March 25th trial. And I, of course, started to laugh and I put out a response, you know, that this is obviously, you know, uh, desperate uh, and, des uh, you know, desperate actions uh, create stupid actions. And that's exactly what, you know, uh, Todd Blanche is and what they are doing. I mean, think about it. What was the basis for this motion in Lemonade that they're going to pull me as a... Um, as a <laughs> witness in this upcoming case. And the answer is that Michael Cohen is a liar, that Michael Cohen lied in the Judge Ngoron case, and therefore there is no basis for us to believe that any of the testimony that he's going to give at this upcoming trial will be accurate and reflective of truth. Well, here's the only problem in terms of why Todd Blanche in putting out this motion in limine is as stupid as the document. I mean, he's literally as stupid as this worthless document. All he needs to do is go to Judge Ngoron's uh, decision, the 92-page decision, and look on page 43. And one of the things that it says when they're talking about, and it's like a two and a half pages on me, as a witness here, Judge Ngoron finishes the entire paragraph about me, Michael Cohen told the truth. But interestingly enough, you know who he said did not tell the truth? Donald. I mean, that's what he turned around and he said, that Donald Trump did not tell the truth. In fact, the way he states it, overall, Donald Trump rarely responded to the questions <laughs> asked. And he frequently interjected long, irrelevant speeches on issues far beyond the scope of the trial. His refusal to answer the questions directly, or in some cases at all, severely compromised his credibility. I think Judge Ngoron was being incredibly generous and not calling him what I would call him, what you, Ben, would probably call him, and certainly the brigaders would call Donald. And that's a fucking liar. Donald Trump also wants to exclude his own statements that he's posted about the speeches where he's called Stormy Horseface. He wants all of that excluded as well. That's in one example right here where Donald Trump says, no affair. I never did anything with her. All I did was take a photo with her. And there's a bunch of other things that he wants to exclude. I want to go through that with you, Michael Cohen, but I want to take our first quick break of the show. Heart health and staying healthy, especially when you have family, friends, or loved ones that you want to be able to spend as much time with as possible. It's so, so important. February is Heart Health Month in the United States, and more, more than half the population would still benefit from blood pressure support. Trust me, I know all about blood pressure. 
Super Beats Heart Shoes are the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended way to support healthy blood pressure. And they even promote heart-healthy energy without the stimulants. Paired with a healthy lifestyle, the antioxidants in Super Beats are clinically shown to be nearly two times more effective at promoting normal blood pressure than a healthy lifestyle alone. And with over 40,000, listen to that, 40,000 five-star reviews and counting, people are raving about Superbeat Heart Shoes. Superbeat's Heart Shoes are absolutely delicious and are truly much better than any alternative supplements out there. I take my Superbeat's Heart Shoes each and every morning, and it's really helped kickstart my day. After taking my Super Beats Heart Shoes, I feel like I have more energy and I'm ready to take on the day. Super Beats Heart Shoes support healthy circulation. So you not only get blood pressure support, you also get productive, heart-healthy energy without the crash. Support your heart health with Super Beat Heart Shoes. Get a free month supply of Super Beats Heart Shoes on all bundles and a free full-size bag of turmeric shoes that's valued at $25 with your order by going to BeatdownBeats.com. So get this exclusive offer only at BeatdownBeats.com. Ben Mycel is here. Did you know that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? If you wake up too hot or too cold, I highly recommend you check out Miracle Made's bed sheets. Inspired by NASA, Miracle Made uses silver infused fabrics and makes temperature regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. Using silver infused fabrics originally inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are thermoregulating and designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long so you get better sleep every night. These sheets are infused with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets. No more gross odors. And get this, Miracle Sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nice, if not nicer, than bed sheets used by some five-star hotels. Stop sleeping on bacteria. Bacteria can clog your pores, causing breakouts and acne. Sleep clean with Miracle. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo, BEAT, at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash beat and use the code BEAT to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40%. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash beat to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode.
Welcome back to Political Beatdown. Thank you there to our pro-democracy sponsors. I know you love those Super Beat shoes there. I Colin. love Super Beats. Honestly, they're really, they're really good. Beats. Some great stuff. All right, let's play a game right now, shall we? And we're going to call this game, What Evidence Does Donald Trump Want to Exclude from Trial? Dun, Everything. Dun, dun. <laughs> well, <laughs> you can't I mean, ruin the game, Colin. You got to his way. In all fairness, if he had his way, you would be allowed to ask him only questions that he wants. How great are you? Right? And just let him talk about that, you know, on and on and on, which is technically no different than any of his rally speeches, which if you've been or heard one, you've been to and heard them all. They are all identical except his last one which was at CPAC, was nothing shy of a Klan meeting. The fact that at CPAC, a whole slew of neo-Nazis showed up, starting to salute him, you know, with the, with the Heil Schittler. You know, I mean, this is really insane. Um, look, one of the things I also just want to say to our brigaders is when Ben and I, do this show and we bring to you the news and most of the time we don't even really interject opinion because not everybody's going to agree with everything that i say they're not going to agree with the opinion that maybe everything ben says ben and i don't agree on everything remember i say this all the time the very famous quote by new york former mayor ed koch that if you agree with me six out of 12 times, you should vote for me. If you agree with me 12 out of 12 times, you should see a psychiatrist. The point that I bring up here is my, my opinion regarding Fannie Willis, it's irrelevant. It's just basically my opinion. And I'm more concerned about seeing justice happen than seeing justice happen for any one person. If I did not need to be included in this upcoming Alvin Bragg trial, I would prefer that. This is not about me. I know maggots, these fucking idiots with the three teeth and the four brain cells, all they want to do is they want to make this, oh, this is a Michael Cohen versus Donald Trump, Donald Trump versus Michael Cohen war, a David and Goliath sort of um, 21st century, you know, rematch. It is not, all right? I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm not the prosecutor. I am a subpoenaed witness, plain and simple. And all I want to see is accountability. I want to ensure that our democracy continues from generation to generation. And the fact that I believe what I believe in regard to, and I happen to have, I, I give Fannie Willis all the time on this show, as well as television, all the credit in the world. Nevertheless, like I said, Donald will do what Donald will do. And the less opportunity that we give him to do that, I think the better it will be to get this case moving forward. Well said. I do want to try to roll out my game, though, with the with the with the music that I had of, you know, what does Donald Trump want to exclude from trial? Dun, dun, dun. So first and foremost, he wants to exclude uh, Stormy Daniel. You, he wants to then exclude Stormy Daniels and him calling her 
horse face. Let's uh, play this clip. He does not want this coming into trial. Let's play this clip. To bring charges against me for now ancient, no affair story of stormy horse face Daniels. No attraction. <laughs> no affair. I call it no affair. Where there is no crime anyway. Donald Trump wants to exclude from trial his own lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, going on Fox and saying this. Probably that, sir. Having, having, having something to do with paying some Stormy Daniels woman 130000 I mean, which is going to turn out to be perfectly legal. That money was not campaign money. Sorry, I'm giving you a fact now that you don't know. It's not campaign money. No campaign finance violation. So they funneled it through the law firm, funneled through the law firm and the president repaid it. Oh, I didn't know he did. Yep. There's no campaign finance law. Zero. So the president. Just like every Sean. So this decision was made by everybody. Everybody was nervous about this from the very beginning. I wasn't. I knew how much money Donald Trump put into that campaign. I said one hundred thirty thousand. He's going to do a couple of checks for 130000 When I heard uh, Cohen's uh, retainer of 35000 when he was doing no work for the president, mm. I said, but that's how he's repaying. That's how, we, how's he, how he's repaying it, with a little profit and a little margin for paying taxes for Michael. The Look, president, but do you know the president didn't know about this? Uh, I believe that's I, what He didn't Michael know about said. the specifics of it, as far as I know. But he did know about the general arrangement that Michael would take care of things like this. Like I take care of things like this for my clients. He will. Oh. <laughs> oh. 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 Do you remember that? Of course I remember it. That stupid moron, Rudy. That's the part where Rudy broke the privilege. You know, yeah. with, with, Sh- with Sean Hannity. Even Sean's like, oh, I didn't know that. I mean, of course. I mean, it, it, you got to. <laughs> Of course, Trump wants that to be uh, excluded, a motion in limine on, on Rudy. By the way, I would love if they put Rudy up onto the stand and talk about the, how much was it? It was like $250,000 a day that Rudy said that Donald was paying him as his personal lawyer. And I think it was supposed to be like 14 plus million dollars that Trump owes to Rudy. You want to hear interesting fact, you know, Rudy, as a result of the attacks, the defamation attacks on um, Ruby Freeman and Shai Moss, uh, you know, now that he has uh, the judgment against him, filed bankruptcy. The biggest asset that Rudy has in that bankruptcy proceeding is the outstanding legal fees that Donald Trump owes to him. Could you imagine that? I'm liking this game. What does Donald Trump want to exclude? And we've got some game show music. Hopefully we have it licensed. (laughs) Let's play it. What does Donald Trump want to exclude? Well, he wants to exclude Michael Cohen, the Access Hollywood tape where he admits to sexually assaulting women. Let's play this clip of Donald Trump seeing that uh, at a deposition in the E. Jean Carroll case. Play the clip. And you say, and again, this has become very famous in this video, I just start kissing them. It's like a magnet, just kiss. I don't even wait. And when you're a star, they let you do it. You can do anything. Grab them by the pussy. You can do anything. 
That's what you said, correct? Well, historically, that's true with stars. It's true with stars that, that they can grab women by the pussy? Well, that's what it's, if you look over the last million years, I guess that's been largely true. Not always, but largely true. Unfortunately or fortunately. And you consider yourself uh, to be a star? I think you can say that, yeah. And and finally, what does Donald Trump want to exclude? Let's play the music as I read it. We got the music. Pull up the post by Donald Trump about Stormy Daniels. Let's pull it up right here. I did nothing wrong in the horse face case. I see she showed up in New York today trying to drum up some publicity for herself. I haven't seen or spoken to her since I took a picture with her on a golf course in full golf gear, including a hat, close to 18 years ago. She knows nothing about me other than her con man lawyer, Avenatti, and convicted liar and felon, jailbird Michael Cohen, may have schemed up, never had an affair with her, just another false acquisition by a sleazebag. Witch hunt. This has been what does Donald Trump want to exclude? Wait, wait, wait. wait. I mean, how funny is that? Acquis acquisition? He means accusation, the fucking moron. I mean, just a total moron. But on top of that, that we I schemed up in order to do what? To damage a guy who I worked for, who I was involved in the creation of the 20... 16 campaign that at some point in time that this was all drummed up by Stormy, myself, and Avenatti? Seriously? I mean, and acquisitions? I mean, again, the guy is so unhinged. He doesn't know, he doesn't know what he's talking about. And the fact that we're not all just laughing at him, I mean, when I say all of us, I'm talking about the maggot morons as well, the ones that are trying to troll our brigaders, which is why I keep saying to our brigaders, we need we need to have 20 million brigaders, all of us saying the same thing when we march to Washington and we basically show our support for the Democratic Party so that we can get rid of we can get rid of this MAGA ideology once and for all. I'm not saying get rid of the Republican Party. Right. I mean, you do need to have at least two parties to have a contest. But what I am saying is we must eradicate this MAGA ideology, this fascism from our body politic once and for all. And the only way that we do that is by having this blue tidal wave that Ben and I are constantly talking about. You know, as I always say, MAGA is not conservative. MAGA really isn't Republican. I mean, MAGA's taken over the Republican Party. The Republican Party's basically dead. There's a lot of mainstream Republicans, actual conservatives, not the MAGA mutation, who follow the Midas Touch Network. Lots of independents follow the Midas Touch Network, as well as progressives and liberals, because this is team pro-normalcy, team democracy. And we look at clips like this. I'll show you this one from the other night of Don Jr. And then I'm going to show you some of those clips of Donald Trump at CPAC. And then he spoke at the uh, conservative Black Federation event in South Carolina, which I'm going to show you some clips of as well. And this is some revolting, revolting stuff. First, let me show you this clip of Don Jr. on one of these right on his own right wing podcast. Here, play this clip. I travel all over the country. I fly commercial. I like I'm all, you know, I, I have seen and witnessed 
now more than ever. Uh, you know, the amount of African-American men that have come up to me literally like, hey, man, you're my hero. I'm like, what? I, like, really? <laughs> like, I, I did not have that in my bingo card. Wow. And first of all, I, I like I like the, uh, the the guy with <laughs> with Don in there. I mean, talk about strange looking dude. But you had <laughs> you had a black guy come over to you and say, hey, you're my hero. Um, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start. If you look at any of the Trump rallies, the one thing that is pretty, it's pretty apparent is that there is a limited number of minorities. Everybody in that rally, for the most part, is like 99% of that rally are white. And, you know, what they do is they strategically put a handful of minorities, like camera left, camera right, so it doesn't look like the fucking Klan meeting that it actually is. Rest assured that at CPAC, you didn't have a group of black people that were there coming over to Don Jr. saying, you're my hero. What you probably had was the neo-Nazi skinhead group coming over and saying to Don Jr., hey, you're my hero. And it's really sad because I know Don Jr. And why he's doing what he's doing to this day was a question that was asked of me over the course of this past weekend. Is Don really the way that he purports himself to be? And the answer is no. In fact, how many times even on this show have I turned around and I told you things or that I wrote about in my first book, Disloyal? Donald Trump Jr. wants to be nothing like his father, or at least so he said. He despised the way that he grew up. He despised the fact that he did not have a father, a normal father, that would go throw a baseball with him or a football or a Frisbee or something, just take him to a ball game. He would take him to like a construction site and tell him to go pick up nails that weren't bent. And for every box, he'd give him a dollar. That's the relationship that, or he would go with his father to collect rent at you know one of the Michelamas or other buildings that they, you know, that they owned. That was what his life was like. He wanted a father to take him to a ball game. He wanted a father to spend time with them. Donald was not the father that he tries to portray himself to any of the three kids. They all went away to boarding school. All right. Um, yeah, Ivanka ended up coming back because of her alleged modeling career. But that was more Ivana than it was uh, than it was Donald. This whole thing is a big fucking ruse. Why Don Jr. is doing what he's doing. I have no idea. It's shameful. There's the only way to describe it. He, the shit that he used to talk about his father, this, it, it, and to listen to him talking the way he's talking about now, come on. This is just, this is just, it's crazy talk. And it's contrary to the things that Don Jr. used to say, you know, to me in the office. Let me show you this one clip from CPAC. Then when we come back, we'll show more. But this is Donald Trump calling the J6 insurrectionist hostages 
One of the things he does at these events is he plays a distorted national anthem, a fabricated national anthem, which is a song that he made with the insurrectionists and it's called like the spirit of J6. And that's where the MAGAs, they pledge allegiance to the spirit of the J6 insurrectionist. Trump calls them hostages and then he starts to praise them. That's a major part of the speech that Donald Trump gives. Let's just play one clip of that right now. Free from their grip very soon. You heard the J6 hostages, didn't you? You heard that. And uh, I will tell you, there's never been in the history of our country a group of people treated the way they've been treated. There's never been anything like it. And when he says you heard the J6 hostages, that's the manipulated national anthem that the J6 insurrectionists sing with Donald Trump, that he makes people pledge allegiance to the J6 song, not our national anthem, not our flag. In any event, I want to talk about that and more, but let's take our last quick break of the show. Working hard, purchasing a home or a business, having something to leave your family when you're gone. I mean, that's the American dream. The things we build our future around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security over your assets and peace of mind, not just for you and your loved ones, but for the family. With trust and will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting, get a load of this, at just $159. So go to trustandwill.com slash beat for 10% off plus free document shipping. Now, I want to be clear about something. As a lawyer, I've seen what happens when someone passes without a will. It's called intestate, and it's a nightmare. The Trust and Will website, it's easy to navigate, and it makes the process incredibly straightforward. And I assure you that having a will and trust will give you the peace of mind when you put your head down at night. How and to whom you leave your property, that should be your decision, not the government's. Trust and will gives you and your family easy access and control of your entire estate plan. Your family will be fully prepared and protected with your will and trust being managed online. Each will and trust, remember, is state specific, so it's customized to your specific needs. I mean, you might want to have care wishes or the nomination of guardians, final arrangement plans, or even who should have power attorney. So ensure that your family and loved ones avoid the lengthy, expensive, and complicated legal proceedings, or worse, the state deciding what happens to your hardworking assets. Trust and will has simplified the entire process of estate planning. Trust and Will has made estate planning accessible and affordable. Trust and Will saves your loved ones time and unnecessary stress by having all of your documents in one place with bank-level encryption. I mean, their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. And live customer support is available through phone, chat, or email. Get the peace of mind you deserve today by creating your estate plan with Trust and Will. With an overall rating of excellent and thousands of five-star reviews on Trustpilot, Trust and Will is used by hundreds of thousands of families and counting. So go right now and secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. 
and get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash feet. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash feet. Cohen, those ad reads, may, may I just say. It's actually really good. You know, I went on their site. I checked it out. I happen to have mine for many, many years. You know, I've told the story in our Patreon account where at the age of 39, I was very close to losing my life. Uh, and so right after that, um, while I was recovering, uh, I can tell you, you know, I did my wills and trust, but um, I looked at this website. You know, I, I, one of the things I don't, I won't do is I won't endorse a product if I don't stand behind it. And I saw the product and I saw the quality of the work. I couldn't believe it. I paid obviously much, much more than the $269 or $290 that they're charging. Good product. Yeah. I'll tell you what a bad product is. Donald Trump's speech at CPAC. I showed you okay, another bad product. This is $5.25 ugly sneakers that he's charging $3.99 for. I'll tell you what another bad product is. The, tr <laughs> the Trump, Trump fragrance that things like that. I'll tell you what another bad, <laughs> but we have good products. Degree. <laughs> Trump University. <laughs> So the speech starts off with Donald Trump singing the J6 anthem, not the national anthem, and praising the J6 insurrectionists as hostages. And then he spends the majority of the speech, and I'm not kind of making this up, I'm not just inflating it like Trump inflates his assets. The majority of his speech is him talking about rambling and how he's not cognitively impaired. He spends like 25% of the speech just talking about that, how he doesn't inter, he interjects and interposes on purpose. Let me just show you this one right here where it's Trump saying, nobody can ramble like this. Here, play this clip. They'll say, you rambled. Nobody can ramble like this. Nobody. If they did, they'd be, they, they wouldn't even try. You know what? They go step by step and they would never get off that sucker. They go step by step. But what happened? And then Cohen, he continues. You, uh, wait, before we move on, can you tell me what the fuck he just said? You know, he's got this, he's got this, he's got this. I mean, what the fuck is wrong with him? I, I don't understand the context of what he was even talking about. Well, perhaps this sheds some additional light here. He says, they'll say he rambled. They'll say he's cognitively impaired, but it's the opposite. It's total genius. And watch when he talks like that, Cohen, because that's how he says it. He goes, they'll say it, but it was total genius. When I watch this, I'm like, this is the exact type of person my dad told me to avoid if I ever saw at a bar. Here, play this clip. <laughs> See, they'll say he rambled. He's cognitively impaired. No. It's really the opposite. It's total genius. You know that. It is. It's total genius. Genius. What, what else can you say? Have you ever heard Donald Trump criticize himself on anything? Has he ever turned around and said that he made a mistake? Has he ever turned around and apologized? Forgetting about holding the Bible upside down or two Corinthians. Has he ever apologized for anything? Has he ever acknowledged making a mistake? The answer is no, because narcissistic sociopaths will never 
ever acknowledge that they've made a mistake. He is incapable of making a mistake. Why? Because he thinks he's from, you know, divine intervention. I mean, it's it's truly it's truly incredible. I mean, there's no other way to describe Donald Trump other than just batshit crazy. And I think we have this one. This is from the uh, Black Conservative Federation event. And as you said, when you actually looked at the crowd, it let's just say it it didn't necessarily reflect the title of what the event purported to be. Um, but here with Donald Trump, again, just so you see that this is what he talks about in all of his speeches. So it's not just like, oh, maybe that's just the CPAC speech. Here he's speaking at this other group's event, and he says how, look, I'm just being sarcastic. I interchange the names and interpose the names on purpose here. We've got that clip. Let, let's play that one. Being, being sarcastic, I interchange names all the time. Every time I interchange a name, and I do it in sarcasm, every time I interchange a name, they say, Donald Trump didn't know this one from that one. I know exactly what the hell I'm... Don't forget, I'm up here now rapping to you guys for 45 minutes without any notes. Yeah, first of all, he's not rapping. He's reading with a teleprompter. Uh, or he's got his bullet points. And what he's referring to is when he screws up Nancy Pelosi's name with Nikki Haley's name or something like that. You know, again, he can't acknowledge he made a mistake. And so he, it's on his mind that he made it. And everybody knows that he made the mistake. So he's going to bullshit us. He's going to bullshit us and tell us he knew he's inner changing, interposing names with one another because it's sarcasm and so on. The fuck is sarcasm when you're talking about Nancy Pelosi and you're referring to Nancy Pelosi as Nikki Haley? Or then you're bringing in Hillary Clinton or you're talking about Joe Biden, but you're using Barack Obama's name. No, that's not interposing. It's not sarcasm, you fucking moron. That's not sarcasm. That's stupidity. All right. And everybody makes a mistake in a name. How many times you walk down the street, you bump, hey, Joe, how are you? The guy's name is, yeah, my name is Mitch. Uh, okay. Hey, sorry. Uh, I forgot. I, I forgot. All right. Sorry about that, Mitch. You know, it is what it is. You make a mistake, move on, but not him. He has to convince you that he is incapable of error. In fact, it's not him who made the mistake. It's you. You made the mistake because you thought that he made the mistake. So therefore, you're wrong, he's right all the time. You know, look, as we come towards our hour, it's coming very close, and I see a lot of people like, well, who's getting the two-fingered salute today? Got to tell you. It's going to be a good one for you, Ben. It's going to be a good one for the Brigaders. Two-finger salute goes to the maggot trolls that are right now jumping in here, trying to convince us that Trump is going to be the winner in 2024, that Donald is right, everybody else is wrong, that we're all a bunch of assholes, that we're a bunch of woke, liberal, left, you know, whatever. To you, idiots, and there's no other way to describe you, understand that Trump is a loser, he's a con man, he's a fraud, he's a dirtbag, right? This is a guy who takes pride in the overturning of Roe versus Wade, thinking that, you know, this is something that's good for America. A guy, again, who wants to have America return to its previous days where, 
you know, um, where it's a white nationalistic country, which of course it never was, that there's everything that he can do in 24. To you trolls who don't understand the damage that your stupidity is causing this country, the future of this country, your own children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, they will fucking hate you to the day that you die when you're sitting there and you are supporting somebody who doesn't believe in a woman's right to choose her own reproductive decisions. That there's right now on the table same-sex marriage or interracial marriage or your right to your First Amendment freedoms which are being completely impaired as a direct result of the overturning of Dobbs that resulted in the basically squashing of the Bivens decision. To you fucking fools, you stupid people, morons who are giving Donald, a alleged billionaire flying around on a, on a 757 billboard, fuck you. Fuck you for what you're doing to this country, for what you're doing to your own family, because you're too stupid to see past your nose your hatred for whether it's being racist, sexist, whether it's being a misogynist, uh, a xenophobe, a homophobe, Islamophobe, an anti-Semite, whatever your fucking problems are, take it to your own grave. But America's democracy, in order for this world to continue and to be safe, we must continue to be the shining beacon on the hill, the democracy that we've been for 246 years. And those of you that don't see this, you maggot morons, you trolling idiots, you texting bunch of tough guys, fuck you. Well, as President Biden says, don't compare me to the almighty, compare me to the alternative. He was on the exactly. Late Night Show with Seth Meyers. Let me just show you the contrast, though. I think it is important to see that. We spoke a lot about Trump. Let me just show you this clip from last night on Seth Meyers, the Late Late Show. Play this clip of President Biden. You got to take a look at the other guy. He's about as old as I am, but he can't even remember his wife's name. Yeah. And, uh, number one. Number two. <laughs> It's about how old your ideas are. Look, I mean, this is a guy who wants to take us back. He wants to take us back on Roe v. Wade. He wants to take us back on a whole range of issues that are 50, 60 years. They've been solid American positions. Here's President Biden on uh, a meeting he held today with the leaders from the Senate and the House of Representatives talking about the consequences of inaction every day in Ukraine. Here, play this clip. What to do? Figure out how we're going to keep uh, funding the government, which is an important problem, an important solution we need to find, and I think we can do that. And uh, and Ukraine, I think the need is urgent. I hope we get to speak to that a little bit. And uh, I think the consequences of inaction every day in Ukraine are dire. I've been speaking to some of our our G7 partners, and you just got back, Chuck. Uh, they're very concerned and. Uh, and also, we need to uh, we we need to in terms of supplemental, we need to deal with the Israeli portion, but that also contains a significant portion having to do with humanitarian assistance into the Palestinian areas, which I think is important. And uh, we have to replenish the air defenses for Israel, and we have to work on making sure they don't face the threat from uh, they can face the threat from the uh, 
from what's going on in the Middle East, not just from uh, Hamas, but from Iran. And then Cohen, you mentioned if you Ben, if you listen to if you listen to him speak, he's not reading off a teleprompter. He's speaking his heart. The man is truly an he's an empathetic person, but he understands the world. He understands the world stage. That was pretty coherent to me. Unlike the bumbling buffoon. The orange-crusted Mandarin Mussolini that's reading off a fucking teleprompter and has to go off it in order to try to convince you and then says the stupidest things in the world that don't make any sense at all. So really, who's the one that's cognitively impaired? And you mentioned earlier how Don Jr. just wanted his dad to maybe throw the baseball around every now and then. Take a look at this photo of uh, it's Joe Biden with his kids. They had a Super Bowl tradition where they would toss the football around um, every day at their home in Delaware. Salty and Jeremy, I just posted it on our on our chat if you're able to uh, pull this photo up that I just sent you because I think it's important to see. But it's also important, Michael Cohen, that we don't just, you know, that we don't just talk about these narratives. We don't just push these narratives that the media circulates. I just want to show the data at the end of the day. And like people can see for themselves. You can take a look at what Donald Trump's saying. You can take a look at what President Biden is saying. You can take a look at their words and their actions and which one's presidential, which one's not presidential. And if we have this as we close out and we tell people to go to our Patreon, um, Salty and Jeremy, if you've got that photo that I sent in the chat, I just, I, there it is right there. Um, that's what Don Jr. always wanted right there, right? I mean, that's what that, and, and this, and this is the person who, President Biden always was before he was President Biden. He was someone who spent his time with his kids and raised a family and persevered through tragedy. And, and, and you see it all there. Everybody check out the after show now, now at patreon.com slash political beatdown. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash political beatdown. We don't have any outside investors here at the Midas Touch Network or on political beatdown. So one of the ways we grow this platform in a kind of a fun way is through these after shows that we do exclusively on patreon.com slash political beatdown. So if you can join us there for the after show, great. I got some more questions for you, Cohen, about um, maybe some things with some of the upcoming trials, your prep, your state of mind right now, what you're able to share, uh, of course, that we'll do there at patreon.com slash political beatdown. And thank you, everybody, for watching this. It's been uh, a busy day of coverage, you know, leading uh, the world in our coverage of the uh, Fawny Willis uh, hearing was, um, was great coverage there. And we will continue with more hot takes, more uh, breaking news, and we'll have all of that as well. So thank you, everybody, for watching. We'll see you next time on Political Beatdown. Shout out to the Brigaders. Shout out to the Midas Mighty. Have a good one, everybody.